We keep them down here. There are some simple rules which we insist you follow. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. You pass them nothing but soft paper. No pencils or pens. They have their own felt tip pens. No staples or paper clips in their paper. Use the sliding food carrier, no exceptions. If they attempt to pass you anything, do not accept it. Do you understand me? Yes. Above all else, never forget what they are. And what are they? Friendables! Two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Well, hello. We have another, well, not another guest, same guest as before. Mm-hmm. You might have thought she died last season, but guess what? She's no. been there the whole time. Yeah. And she's like not incarcerated or anything. Yeah. Which is. Hello! Hello. Hello. How did you manage that? I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, whenever, I mean, they, they're just always throwing me in here every time I escape. Mm. Yeah. I think I, I, do I have some sort of deal going with Chilton? Is Chilton. Responsible for what you you guys are doing. Well, it depends on which Chilton, because one Chilton's real nice and dead now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, what, we're gonna be talking about Hannibal season two yes, to yes. orient the listener, <laughs> Woo. which is something we don't really do on this show all that much. <laughs> um, we just sort of dive in and expect you to follow our crazy. <laughs> so it's a it's an odd season. It's very fragmented, and I don't mean that necessarily bad. It's like there's, right. There, there's two parts of it. I would almost say three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, you know, Will's exoneration. Yes. There is the Mason Verger of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the cat and mouse game. And the Verger and the cat and mouse game are not all that connected or as connected as you might think they right, are. Right, right. More of it, the cat and mouse game was going on and Mason Verger stepped in and they're like, we could use this. Now, Eris, you're fond of cooking. Yeah. And food. Yes. And you're fond of Japanese culture, if I remember yeah. right. Are are you keyed in to the names of the episodes of this season? Some of them. I'm not yeah. very good. So the whole style of Japanese food is called washoku, and I'm mm-hmm. not as well-versed in, like, the different... I know Kaiseki, that very first episode where he says, mm-hmm. like, it's the art of, like, presentational food. Right. That's absolutely a thing. It's the multi-course traditional Japanese dinner. Yeah. But, it, but it's also, yeah. like, like, there's a certain part of, like, the image of it is also yeah. as important as the actual food of it. Then each subsequent... Episode is a course in a kaseki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I, I could have looked this up. Um, I'm just gonna assume that Brian Fuller did his research because oh. I'm like, that sounds <laughs> and, right. And, it's cool. And I did. And I, in some cases, it's real great. In another <laughs> case, I'm like, I guess you had to fill one in. Yeah. Uh, I may be mispronouncing it. Mukozuke. Uh, uh, Mukozuke. Mukozuke. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Mukozuke. Mukozuke. Uh, is uh, a dish of sashimi, thinly so- sliced raw meat, and that's mm-hmm. when we lost uh, old what's her name. Oh yeah, no, that and, makes sense. And yeah. she is uh, found as thinly sliced <laughs> she, meat. Sashimi. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, Beverly. Beverly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. She got sashimi. <laughs> she got sashimi, and the whole episode is about how she be sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> I spent. Almost every episode, looking up the meaning of every every title, oh. um, and it's, God, that's that's way more than I did. I was just like, haha, that's cool. <laughs> I even had the notion. I'm like, I think Eris has already got this unlocked, so I just need to step up my game and like, oh. have any kind of awareness going into this conversation. What the hell we're talking about? You're actually ahead of me in this part, so yeah. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon plays Cade Prunell in the early yeah. episodes, which is an anagram of Paul Krendler. Oh, because I. 
wondered. Fuller couldn't use Krendler. Right. Because yeah. that's, a, that's why Krendler's in Clarice and okay. not here. Yeah. I, I always thought that was a little weird because like she does, she, she introduces like I'm Katie Purnell or mm -hmm. like she kind of does like, it's like KT except instead of T-I-E, it's a D-E. And I'm like, well, that's on the subtitles. You're like, K. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird way to spell that name. Um, that makes more sense now. From the first episode, I have one all-caps note. How does Gillian Anderson somehow look even better this season? Oh my Exclamation God. mark, question mark. She's... She started us out with the hotties of Hannibal. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I don't even know, like, if it would be, like, sacrilegious to say that she, like, you know, bathes in virgin's blood or something. I was like, no, but Whatever that's what it is, Jillian Anderson. Yeah. I think Jillian yeah. Anderson looks better now than she did when she was doing X-Files. 100%. And, it, like, that's when she was, like, so hot and everybody's right. like, oh, young. Every, every yeah. guy I knew had that poster yeah. of her in the lingerie yeah. from X-Files or whatever. She started glowing yeah. and then continued to glow up. Yes. And there's, like, no, there's in, in glow to infinity. Yeah. <laughs> two, two thoughts there. So I'm also watching The Crown on Netflix oh, yeah. now, and she plays Margaret Thatcher in oh, season four, no. and I've never been kind of attracted to Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> you shouldn't be. <laughs> Except. <laughs> right. Like, that was, like, I love Gillian, so she's a fantastic actress, but right. I'm like, that's bad. At like, no, you she, can't. She you can't, can't have to put a whole lot of makeup on her to make her look not attractive. Uh, yeah, she she's <laughs> trying her level-headed best to repel and can't quite get it done. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not interested, but I'm not not right. interested. Right, I should be disgusted, and instead yeah. I'm just sort of mildly intrigued. <laughs> right, yeah. And then the second one, uh, this is from episode two, Jillian Anderson leaning into some prison bars and whispering that she believes me. Oh, better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a full Dalmatian moment for me. Full I was like, oh no. Watch Community if you don't get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you watch Community. Just watch Community. She might be joining the Community movie. What? Yes. <laughs> oh my. By She's the in by. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a joke when they announced it. Uh, Joel McHale going to mention uh, Gillian Jacobs in the tweet, forgetting that but she's she, not on Twitter. She anymore. left Twitter. Yeah. Oh. And and but that he also worked with Gillian Anderson, so it was in his mutual follow. So he did at Gillian, and then it filled in Anderson, and so. She he included her, and then she responded and said, "I'm in." I'm in. <laughs> and the producers are like, "This isn't the worst idea. In the world. We're gonna see if we can do it." It's like she's already signed. She's like, "Ah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. that's another check I can cash." <laughs> yeah, because she she just seems weirdly game for anything. Yeah, like I'm sure there's some things that she says no to. She's like, "Nah, that's not my brand." But I think she's like, she'll get something. She's like, "That'd be funny." She yeah. seems pretty against the idea of doing any more X Files. Oh, yeah. Which is like, yeah, you did your time. She wants yeah. to move on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't yeah. worry. So about Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a Jillian Anderson this fan cast. Jillian Anderson slash Margot Verger fan cast yeah. very quickly. Mm -hmm. But like, there were some things that I noticed in the first episode, particularly in season two. Mm -hmm. be just because it's like, ah, oh, things that we know will show up later. Yeah. Like, A, all of the stupid fucking jokes are very loud. Like, Hannibal... Telling children, like, well, in that case, Frederick, you're dining with a psychopathic murderer. Mm. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, because he, he made that joke about, like, the eating his tongue in, you know, mm. first season. And, like, Chilton is, like, staring at his dining room. Like, he already knows something. Like, he's just like, this is going to mean something in three episodes. Because <laughs> he's staring at that painting of Leda and the Swan. Several stupid puns. Just Hannibal 
does love to make serial killer jokes. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things, like, that's one of the charms about this version of Hannibal. It's like, how is he not caught earlier? Exactly. I think at this point, he's, like, actively acting to to get caught. He's just like, no, I'm not going to walk up and say, ha I'm the Chesapeake Ripper. I need them to catch me. But, yeah. but at the same time, I'm not going to hide it. But it's, As, it's more like, uh... I mean, he's, like, full-on chasing people. I'm going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I was a serie killer, you know, as a joke? <laughs> situations when I feel very comfortable mm-hmm. I tend to foot, put my foot in my mouth and say really stupid shit and I'm like so Hannibal's starting to feel really comfortable yeah. and like I feel like he's like he's so back. you wonder is he slipping up and this is just his like I'm a serial killer or is this very calculated like he knows that this is coming to an end soon right. he's just gonna have fun with it <laughs> I think he's at the fun part and mm-hmm. he's just I think there was this line where he said like I I because he's talking to oh I forgot her name uh Jack's wife Bella 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 Phyllis there we go yeah, yeah. Bella Phyllis and he's like I'm I find comfort in death and the idea of that my life can end at any moment like it it, it lives me it gives me the freedom to live my life you know like 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 and recognize beauty or whatever he he gives this line about and I think that's true I think he's absolutely I think Hannibal is weirdly incredibly honest to people and this sort of backwards way and i think he honestly is just like it literally could come crashing down at any single moment i'm just gonna enjoy it i'm mm-hmm. gonna enjoy everything about it i don't think he's well, even worried about it anymore and i think he's been living his life for a while like that where he's just I, like it i would say and i think i mentioned this in the, in the last batch of episodes he's been doing that since episode one the yeah. moment he meets will he's he knows like, i've met it. my match he's going to at least catch He's me. either going, I'm going to eat him or he's going to eat me. <laughs> or I'm going to kill everybody in the room and have to go on the run. Either way, my life's going to change. I, right. I met this man. I will never be the same. It's, it's, there's a pre-will <laughs> and a post-will. You can talk. Yeah. <laughs> Producers, you can talk. Even though they didn't watch the episodes. I was just going to say, how romantic. It, it's very romantic. It's very Everything romantic. about Hannibal is incredibly romantic. It is a dark romance. Yeah. That's it. That's the show. Which goes back to my original point that I don't even know if the sex is all that important to them. No, no, it's more it's more yeah. of the spiritual like the vibes. soul thing. No, yeah, the vibes. No dicks, only vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well he they have okay, so here's one of the things that like it's on this rewatch I was like, alright, I don't know what I'm watching for, but every rewatch, like sometimes I'm like, okay, we're gonna key into this. Like, or sometimes it's just straight up like, I want to redecorate my living room exactly like Hannibal's <laughs> office, so we're gonna watch all the set dressing. It's okay. This is why I've seen it like 18 times. <laughs> on this rewatch I noticed it's hard, it, it's hard to say what happens first, because we don't get a lot of things from Hannibal's point of view. It's mm. mostly from Will's point of view. Will is struggling with feelings of love for Hannibal. Already. Already. Mid-season two, he talks to Peter, the dude who was um, kicked in the head oh, yes. by a horse. Yes, yeah, yes, like yes. One, one of the side <laughs> characters that was yeah. kind of in and out. The guy from Lost. Lost. The guy from Lost, yeah. yeah. Not Penny. No, that's not Penny's vote, is it? No, no, that's, not, not Penny's boat. Yeah, different guy. Different guy. Gift different, different We're not going to do a Lost rewatch podcast, please. God, no. I know. We're, <laughs> done. We're done with Lost. Lost is dead to me. So talking talking to the dude, uh, to Peter, and he's like, I think I hate my social worker. And he's like, I envy you your hate. I wish I knew how to feel about my dark shadow. And then immediately the next episode, he has his dream where he's killing Hannibal. And Hannibal's delivering this beautiful speech about how 
being in love can change a person. Uh-huh. Like you see your love reflected in the eyes of your beloved and that changes you and like stuff like that. That's Will's dream. Hannibal, Hannibal, this isn't him remembering some therapy talk. I don't think <laughs> Hannibal's ever used the word beloved in front of Will before ever. Will is dreaming about this center in him where he's like, fuck, I want to arrest Hannibal. I, he's a Chesapeake killer. I want to take him down. But gosh darn it, I just like him. <laughs> I just think he's fun. You know, and, he, and or, he's struggling. Do they like each other or they are living the best versions of their own life? In their in each other's orbits, I think I think it's hard to tell. Yeah, I think it's a little of both. Yeah, because I think he really enjoys being at the top of his game because of right. Hannibal, and he knows in some way that it's because Hannibal brought that out mm-hmm. of him, and, and so Hannibal the same way he has to be right. ultra manipulative and, yeah. and just everything that makes his brain feel all fuzzy. Yeah, so we can tell that Hannibal Hannibal for sure really likes Will. In the terms of, yeah. like, like he's like, both, you have to keep me on top of my game, and also, like, I just genuinely like your company. Mm-hmm. Because of his little looks that he gives Will, whenever Will does something truly fucking insane, he he just lights up. He's just like, oh, look at this adorable little butterfly I just hatched. Oh my god! Look at you! What the fuck did you just do? You just, what? Like, he's so excited. What were you going to say? So I'm curious, then... Knowing, and we may not have time to cover this. We can get it after the commercial. Must much larger existential existential question here: mm-hmm. Does Will enjoy that he has to bring Hannibal down? I know he's conflicted about it because you spend a big chunk of this not knowing exactly what side he's on here. Yeah. But once it's revealed that he is. Mm-hmm. Mostly on the side that's bringing him down, is he enjoying that? Or is he just like, this is just my job and I have to do it? Does he even really want to? And he's sabotaging himself so he's not doing it super well. Like, I'm very curious on about that this. thought, we'll have that discussion after our commercial break. <laughs> it's time for Eris's Recipe Corner. There's some food. Eat it. Put it in your mouth. It's a great I'm song. gonna make it be my catchphrase. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna design a t-shirt. <laughs> it will happen. This this podcast is all about getting gross. And thinking of getting gross. <laughs> That's a weird way to introduce a recipe. Right? <laughs> um, I'm gonna do... I have served this to my friends. And then they looked at me and they're like, Eris, why do you put these food crimes in front of me? (laughs) These are my chili nachos. That sounds great. Well, I think it's great too, but like, they're like, this is a Mexican food. I'm like, does this white girl look like she's ever been down in the border? Like, this is solid text. Not even Tex-Mex. Yeah. It's just text. Corn chips and chili. You're you're there. Yeah. So yeah, I so the chili that I make for it is a pretty basic uh, condiment kind of chili. Mm-hmm. It's not the one that you like eat in a bowl with like cornbread, although you probably could. I think we talked about this before. You're pro or anti beans and chili? I'm pro beans and chili. But I'm also like, I I do like to stretch it out because meat's expensive. So I'm poor. <laughs> I think that's really where it kind of comes down on. I just, I never care for beans. It's a texture oh, thing. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. See, yeah, this one has beans. So maybe just do... Um, you, you like know soy beans, modi- though. I'm going to modify this on the they fly. They have a just snap and a crunch to them, whereas yeah. other beans do not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you okay with tomato? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, I'm going to... didn't used to be. I'm going to modify this on the fly right now, live, oh. on air. Oh, boy. Just Fancy. for Mac. 
So this is going to be chili nachos. Start with as much ground beef as you want. Ground meat. Get 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 a whatever. If I'm just doing something for a couple of servings, I'll just do a pound. But if it's like I have like a party or something, that's we're we're talking three or four pounds of, of meat. So big skillet, brown it all up. Make sure you're you're cooking it with salt and pepper and chili powder because you want to go ahead and get good like flavor on the meat. And then format. See, at this point, this is when I'd be adding beans, so we're not going to do that. Instead, <laughs> now we're actually going to be adding in a can of diced tomatoes. Okay. And then maybe a small. We're talking not the big ones, but the small jar of tomato sauce. Just to go ahead and get it kind of because uh, you want this. You don't want the meat to be crumbly. You actually want it to be more like a sauce. Then you're going to get some nice corn chips or high quality restaurant tortilla chips. You're going to line a baking sheet with the chips. Actually, I should I should preface this. You should preheat your oven too. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Because you just like a low setting, you know, just chips, chili, shred your own cheese. I know this is a lot of work, but the stuff that you get pre-shredded comes with like this weird dust on it that actually it doesn't. It does. Yes, it's like a desiccant to make sure that it doesn't like get wet and soggy. That makes sense. But yeah. Still, it's a weird texture. It's a to weird. And also, take cheese. Yeah. Um, it makes it harder to melt. Yes. Mm. So go ahead and get a block of like cheddar cheese or Kirby, sure. whatever you want. Um, it's easier to shred cheese if mm. you pop it into the freezer for like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. It gets it a little bit, like not hard as a brick, right. but just a little bit firm because otherwise, like especially cheddar and like mozzarella does this all the time where it gets like too crumbly to shred where you just sort of smoosh the cheese up against the shredder and then it's just like, mm. I have smooshed cheese, <laughs> which granted you're going to melt it. So some smooshing is fine, you know, but it does make it easier if you pop it in the freezer for a little bit. Pop that in the oven just until the cheese is melted. Because by the time the cheese is melted, then the chips are crispy and like all of that chili is going to be really good in there. Take it out. Serve it with, you know, your favorite salsa. Uh, next episode. Haha, spoilers. I'm going to do a guacamole recipe. Chili nachos. <laughs> People resist this idea. Mm. Do they resist a Frito chili pie? Like, are they just that attached to the, cha- the shape of the corn chips? <laughs> I mean, I do Frito chili pie, too. But, but what I'm Frito saying, chili- like, everybody's fine with Frito chili pie, but yeah. the answer is at this. Oh. I, does the shape of the corn chip dictate oh. the acceptableness <laughs> of no, the chili No, I dish? actually think it's the fact that my chili is wet. And whenever I was serving it at a party, they were just sort of like, I think they were expecting taco meat. Mm. And not, like, wet chili. Because this is a very sticky chili. Um, a, a saucier chili. A saucier chili. Yeah, yeah, this is this is like a sauce, and they were just sort of like, the cheese is supposed to be the sauce. I'm like, no, the cheese is supposed to be the crispy, melty part that gotcha. holds all the sauce together. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They were kind of like, why isn't it taco meat? And I'm like, mm. well, they just wanted I... tacos in a different form. Yeah, and I'm like, because I don't like chips and taco meat, because then the taco meat falls off the chip, and then you can't eat it. So I make it wet. <laughs> make your wheat meat wet, okay? Uh, There's a wet lot. Meat. There was a lot. Things happening in that sentence. <laughs> you can leave it or edit whatever you want. <laughs> I no longer care. <laughs> and that was Everest's recipe corner. Why is this wet? <laughs> That's gonna go on a t-shirt. <laughs> Why is this wet? Was it put it in your mouth on one side? And <laughs> Why is this wet on the back? <laughs> Don't worry, it's a Hannibal thing. (laughs) We thank.
thank you, listener, for joining us on this uh, march through Carnage that is uh, Hannibal, the TV series, and the larger Hannibal Lecter series, uh, all of it. Uh, we have other fine podcasts on PartyApocalypse.com, including The Holodeck is Broken uh, with uh, Producer Z. Hey, Producer Z. Hi. Myself, Eris, and uh, guest Laura. Hey. And uh, we also have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with myself and friends of the show, Kenzie and Donna. We also have full runs of As the Myth Turns with Producer Z. Hey, Producer Z. Hi. And Eris and Hello. The Fourth Wall in its entirety. We also have books, blogs, uh, movie reviews. I think we have a new show that will be coming in January, tentatively, if not even sooner, to the site. Uh, I will not be on that show <laughs> regularly, which is odd. Um, so I will let... Is it going to be all three of you? Yes. Yeah. Laura, you do it, because I don't remember what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. um, this is going to be a disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast. Yes. Woo! This, this stems from me... Recently discovering a show that Z has loved all their life. Yeah. And Eris not having seen any of it, correct? I've seen or approximately two minutes of it. Ooh. Like not even an There's a lot episode. more than two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole like fifteen seasons of two minutes I haven't seen. <laughs> quite a few sets of two minutes. Yeah. 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 Oodles of minutes. <laughs> That show will be filling in this time slot uh, in the new year because we are uh, ramping up to wrap mm-hmm. up our run. Because they didn't make more Hannibal. Yet. Probably Yet. won't. Probably won't. I'm, I'm just saying three three seasons in a movie. <laughs> but a remake of Silence of the Lambs because that's about all they got left. No, 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 no. Hannibal and Will's Caribbean Cruise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, more, just... it's more of a remake of Boat Trip than... Yeah. Uh, than yeah. Yeah. It's just a two-hour Two gay dudes killing people on a boat. Like, what's not to love? I would watch that movie. I would pay tickets to see that movie. <laughs> Brian Fuller, it's okay. You can have that idea for free. Just add me into the credits. A little special thanks. Special thanks, Eris O'Reilly, for giving us the entire plot of this movie. Just, just, just a little shout out. I'm fine with that. The Writers Guild has some rules about that, probably. But uh, I'll waive those rights. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably talk about the future of Hannibal. In later episodes, because I don't know if there is a future, unfortunately. But yeah, I can just be a discussion. do a random special edition of this uh, yeah. podcast of like, <laughs> all right, so the scene opens. We'll we'll come back if they come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write my entire season four movie. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, Eris, do you have anything to plug? No. Love of my life. Barring a line from The Holiday is Broken and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything to plug? No. Okay, then with that, I think we will go back to our episode. So we left off the question, restate it for us, for the listener and me. We, we discussed how Will and Hannibal are just lighting up at finding each other and being the best versions of themselves, whatever the best version of themselves are. Will is also entangled in this plot to bring Hannibal down mm-hmm. with the FBI. And so is is Will conflicted about this? My guess is probably. How, how, does, how does 
will feel, to borrow a line from, you know, psychotherapy, how does he feel about this? Is he struggling with the fact that he has to bring Will down? Or is he like... Or Hannibal down? Right, right. Yeah. Or is or he... Will is bringing Will yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Or is he wanting to do his job so well and he's been bolstered by, by this confidence of finding himself that he actually wants to do this well, but... It, yeah, I, I'm my, just, I'm open to discussion. My thought is that he wants to be very careful. He doesn't want to have to kill, he, he does not want this to be a Garrett Jacob Hobbs. He mm. wants to capture Hannibal mm. so he can still have fun with him, even if it's through prison walls. Mm-hmm. It may, I, may I skip ahead to the end of the season here? I think we're, are, are, we're, we're, we're flexible. This is, this is a completely spoily zone yes. here. Yeah, for season two. Um, yeah. So, how much of that, how is Will feeling about everything then? After he discovers that Abigail's still alive, and that Hannibal kills her right in front of him. Point Does that change yeah. anything for Will? I mean, yeah, I think it changes a lot, but in the moment. Well, it, it, it becomes the larger question of defining their love. Is it? Yeah. it it's not obviously traditionally romantic in the sense that I just want to cuddle and, you <laughs> right, know. Yeah. But, but it is. There's something very romantic about it. Like, there was a place for you in my world, and right. you turned me away. Like you, you didn't want it. Hmm. It's like the the actual yeah. line. It's yeah, like there was a. I made a place for you and for Abigail, and you didn't want it. And Will's like, I regret my decision. <laughs> I was like, I wanted it, but I also wanted you behind the bar, behind bars when we did it. <laughs> I think, and I'm not even so. I think that's the actual answer. Is he wants you? He says Will wants Hannibal behind bars. I right. think the fun answer is that Will just wants to win. Hmm. I'm not even sure he's even thinking about jail as the end game. I think he just wants to outsmart Hannibal. Hmm. I don't know if I agree, like, but yeah, I hear like, what you're I, saying. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that's. I think your is the more correct answer, but yeah. I think there is a universe in which Han, like, what, and that might be what he's conflicted with because right. especially as he, I think at the beginning that that very first episode where he and Jack are not the first episode of the season, but that first episode where Jack and he are fishing, he's like, "I'm a good fisherman." Jack be like, "You, you hook them, I'll land them," you know, which is such a cute little metaphor. I'm like, "Haha, here's like the thing that they're gonna do. Like, here's the ploy." I think that's the moment where he's like, I'm going to put Hannibal behind, jar, behind bars. Like, I think that's where he's the, his clearest. But, like, as he keeps going, and especially after Randall Tear and all that kind of stuff, I think Will's going like, I don't know if I want to cage you. Because you're just so damn fun. <laughs> I want to win. You can't beat me again because I've been beaten by you, and that sucks. And I'm going to win this time. But I, yeah, yeah, I mean, extend what I'm thinking, like, I think he wants a safe version of Hannibal. He wants to have all the feelings that Hannibal brings out inside of him, yeah. but not the constant fear that he'll end up getting a knife in the gut. Right, mm. right. And that that's, I mean, an interesting <clears throat> view on their love is that, yes, it is, it, they are vibing, but it is not, I mean, it to bring them down to a much more pedestrian definition, they are... Not good for each other. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They they f- have these feelings, uh-huh. but Lecter would be fine if Graham... Well, he, he wouldn't be fine, but he, he would... He's willing to kill him. Oh, easily. yeah. And Graham wants to put Hannibal away. They both want each of them to fit into their definition yes. mm-hmm. of what it is. And that's where there is a toxic element. Exactly. Because they haven't like accepted each other for who they are. Exactly. Really are they. Yeah, yeah. They both want to kind of put them into this little mold. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was... Besides the fact that I've seen 
this season before. Yeah. <laughs> in this rewatch, the reason I knew that Will was not completely won over by anything Hannibal was saying uh-huh. is because he's still, and it's it, it, maybe this is just sort of a stereotype, but like, like the the psychopathology of like having love for animals and not murdering them yeah <laughs> will and his dogs yeah like if it wasn't for them maybe he could go full throttle but like the fact that he still cared about those animals yeah. and even it, it was like hannibal was being rude by having uh mason verger feed himself to will's dogs because will's yeah. just like he's feeding himself to his dogs and hannibal didn't care about that right. at all exactly and at that moment i'm like oh well you're fine you're gonna yeah. be okay <laughs> yeah, I think like Will You're a little fucked up, but I think you right. mean well. I think, and weirdly <laughs> enough, I think that was what made him like for sure like go with Jack. Is is yes. the dog thing? Because I think he was like real kind of. He was like he wasn't sure. He wasn't you know he's thinking about it. He he wasn't like I'm definitely gonna go with Hannibal and be a murderer. But like he was, <laughs> and then he was just like oh. But, May, you should have asked me about the dogs. <laughs> He's like, this my dogs and I are a package deal. If like, you can't love them, you can't I love me. we were going to move in together. <laughs> me and my 84 dogs. And then it turns out Hannibal was like, oh, you were going to bring them with you? Yeah. And Will's yeah. like, I'm calling Jack right now. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's not exactly what happened. Right. I do think that was kind of the turning point in his head where he was just like, those were my fucking dogs. What the fuck, Hannibal? Like now you want to talk about off. eating the rich? Or are you, yeah. you want to talk about eating the rude? Well, let's talk about this right, right now. Right, because that was fucking rude. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and I think I mean I think that's actually why Will really likes Peter is because Peter's very animal oriented. Yes. And then getting Peter to that place of like I used to be so scared of hurting anybody, and my my th- my uh, social worker helped me get over that, which is such like a heart wrenching <laughs> line because then you're like, oh, you put him in a horse, okay. <laughs> Peter. Um, but yeah, I think Will was just like, huh, cool. Like, Peter was very transformational on Will's, like, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the ladies of Hannibal? Hannibal! <laughs> 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 Actually, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, we already talked about Julian Anderson. Will and, ha- Will and Hannibal get all the attention, but yeah. there's all of these women around them that deserve a whole lot of talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> Alana has like a whole thesis. I, I Alana has a type. <laughs> Alana absolutely has a type. I mean, she's going for Will, she goes for Hannibal, and then later, spoiler season three, she absolutely goes for Margaret Berger uh, and succeeds. Um, but yeah, like Alana has a fucking type. I really like the cinematography of like they would frequently pair really violent scenes. And the very next scene would be a sex scene between Hannibal and Alana. They, they, they were intersplicing them, too. And they were like, intersplicing, like, yes. and they're just sort of like, sex and violence are basically the same thing. Yes. And it was just like this weird, like, dark, passion-y romance kind of mm-hmm. thing, which I dig. I mean, I, I get that it turns a lot of people off. But even like... This is, to- this is fantasy, and it's yes. toxic. Do not engage <laughs> in a relationship like that. This is bad for you. But as a TV show? <laughs> oh my god, Emmy Gold. <laughs> and Because you, you've got... I mean, even like, Freddie, who's not supposed to be that likable, but right. she is... She has her part to play in all of this, yeah. and then finding out that Abigail is still alive, and, you know, she's... 
right up into the end, easily manipulated by Hannibal and I'm, everything. I just did like what he told me to. Right. And well, at the end, he's like, "Come here, Abigail," and she just willingly walks no right up to her. No way, she's going to die. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, no, like everything. So it's 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 almost like. The relationship between Will and Hannibal has all of these women orbiting it. Mm. They're they're not that interested in them, except for how they can use them as pawns in things. But there's lots of great ladies, and, you know, a lot of them are pretty hot, too, so. And it's interesting, like, how there's so many women who do orbit them, and it's just like, is this, does this say something about women in general that we are absolutely attracted to total fucking, like, <laughs> disaster people? And I'm just like, you know, because it's the whole bad boy thing. You're like, all right, he's a disaster. I, I could do something with that. <laughs> that might even be, because, like, they're not necessarily always attracted to Hannibal and Will, no matter mm-hmm. the characters, but there's, there's definitely, like, I, I can't pull out of your orbit because you're such a fucking mess. But even like Beverly Katz, because she was, she's like, I I need Will to help me with this. And talking with him, I mean, it got her killed, but like, you know, and he he even used her a little bit. So it's just, yeah, it's very, very interesting how Mm -hmm. they all sort of gravitate towards these two central dude figures. That didn't even get into the Burger Burger uh, event. Yeah, Margo oh, Burger yeah. is... The half, yeah, so. yeah, we'll just have an yeah. entire Margo yeah. Burger episode. There you go. Next. Uh, I had, I so, because of course I listened to the audio commentary and stuff. I mm-hmm. haven't listened to it this this time around, but I, I have listened to it. Apparently, um, the actress who plays Beverly Katz was offered a job on another thing mm-hmm. in between seasons, between one and two. Mm-hmm. And so they came to her and they're like, what do we want to do with Katz? And she said... Like, I can work for, like, a, for a couple episodes or whatever, and then, then I've got a split. And, and so they were kind of like, we don't know if we're even going to get a season three, but, like, we can, like, write you off of, like, oh, she has to go and go to Texas to solve another case and then come <laughs> back or something like that. And she was like, no, I want the Chesapeake Ripper to kill me. <laughs> and she was the one who, like, requested her care. She's like, as big and as flashy as possible. And they were like, yes, we can do this. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to kill off. It was like. The actress had to leave, you know, she was offered a much better role and much more pay and that kind of thing. But and, but she, the actress literally went out on her own terms. She's like, I want you to kill me! <laughs> That's nice. Because she's like, dude, it's a homicidal maniac show. Of course I want you to kill me. I just thought that was really cute. I was just like, yeah, you know what? I would make that same decision, I think. Uh, since we're going to talk a lot about the Vergers, I think, in the second part of our episodes here, um, do we want to talk about the finale, to any degree, to close this out, or maybe be the bridge. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I'm just vibing. I do. What do we? How do we want to talk about the finale? Okay. <laughs> we are running a little short on time, but we'll hold that for the second. Yeah. Half okay. As well, um, let's talk just for a minute about like the killers of the week that we have here. We've got oh, yeah. uh, the guy with the eye tapestry that gets sewn into his own tableau. Yeah. Cave Bear Man. Cave Bear Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, manipulated person putting people in cows. Yeah. Uh, it was horses. It was horses. 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 Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Well, he wasn't even really the killer. He was... That was his yeah. That's what I was saying. He was, mani- he was yeah, being manipulated yeah. into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. He was like, his social worker was a serial killer. He was just like, what if I put you on a horse? Ha <laughs> 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 If only we had a social worker here to shed light on that <laughs> perspective. <laughs> 
Uh, that's not my specialty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not, horses. you're not, uh, put people horses in session. No, no, I, I haven't really studied that version of you're therapy. You're not in the clinical realm, you're, yeah. <laughs> but that is absolutely something to, to talk about maybe in the next episode as well, is, uh, how on earth do, is, has Hannibal become a psychiatrist for psychopaths? Mm. Like, does he advertise that? Does he specific mm. or or is there or a is whole Baltimore just lousy with killers? There's that, or is there an entire show that could have been had of Hannibal just doing mundane therapy mm. with like average Joes yeah. that he finds mind numbingly boring, but somehow does it to pay the bills? <laughs> See, I think it's I think it's column A, column B. <laughs> I think he has a lot of just regular ass patients, and that 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 he gets bored. With treating, and then so he waits for a truly fucked up one. He's like, I'm gonna have some fun. Because my next hour is like the whoever chick who's just anxious. <laughs> she's just anxious, and honestly, she's got six months of like me getting Prozac into her, and then she's gonna calm down, <laughs> calm her ass down, and she'll be fine. And that's gonna be like, she's just a regular ass. Person. She's nice, she's not even rude. I don't even wanna eat her. <laughs> she's just anxious. She's just, just a but I'm gonna wait until Margo comes in, because I'm gonna get Margo to kill her brother. This is gonna be great. It's like a little Hannibal happy fun hour. That's what he does. He schedule because I mean he did it here. Yeah. He scheduled Margot about the same time as Will, and they run into each other, and they're like, "Oh, you're a patient. I'm a patient. Well, let's talk about this." Do you ever wonder? He if schedules Hannibal, the interesting cases together. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if Hannibal schedules it in hopes that like either they'll meet and talk up about him because he's like, "Teehee, they're talking about me," or just he's like, "Oh my god, they would be so cute together." Like I have this thing with Alana right now, and Will, like, I definitely want to do Will, and I can tell he wants to do me, but we're like doing this like. Well, they are what they think. But, like, what if he gets together with Margo? Because, like, Margo's not going to like him forever. Margo's a lesbian. But, like, you know, she could have a fling. Right? <laughs> just has little dolls of Margo to kiss. On that note, <laughs> I think we will stop this episode and move. At, but we will have plenty more to say about yes. Hannibal Season 2 in our second part of our discussion coming to you in two weeks and coming to us in probably about 30 seconds. Bye! Bye. Bye. Oh, what? Abby, 